The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest. W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. Super excited for today's episode. If you're new here, nice to meet you. Welcome to the Tea Tribe. If you're watching on YouTube, this is a disclaimer that I got a facial this morning. So no makeup, pimples out and bleeding, bleeding, bloody. So um, just don't mind my face. My ends also look split, like not sure what's going on. So and we're just going to pretend that I look okay. And thank God this is mostly audio. Um, So anyway, again, if you guys are new here, let me just outline what we're going to do. I do my little weekly catch up, catching you guys up on what I've been up to. Then we will hop into the interview with Pilot Pete and Dustin And then we will do your Ask Alyssa advice segment where I answer your questions. Mackenzie's here with me today. We'll dish out some amazing advice. And then we'll do the Spill the Tea segment because we need to talk about the tragedy that was the Kissing Booth 3. The true tragedy, <laughs> like, or whatever that word is. So, 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 so bad. Um, so, yeah, just to catch you guys up, I, I'm trying to think, like, my week's been fine. I was so busy last week. I sat down with um, Pete and Dustin and then I had I did the bonus Love Island episode, which I'm also going to be doing another bonus Love Island episode this week with Will and Kira. So keep your eye out for that. And um, I've just had so many people on my recording schedule. I have some really, really, really good guest lines up for you guys. So I think you're going to be excited. I have someone from Summer House coming on, a really popular influencer. I think I might have um, Batshiva from Unorthodox from Netflix on. Um, so just like a bunch of cool people lined up and my week has just been like aside from work I went out to dinner this weekend with my new co-worker her name is Alex she just got hired did you meet her yet I didn't meet her yet but I've seen her like videos yeah and stuff. she um it's so funny because she was in the tea tribe before starting oh here. really oh, <laughs> yeah so, funny. so she was like oh my god like I know your content like she listens to the podcast so she knew like everything yeah um she's moving from Oklahoma and relocating so she was like you want to get dinner and I was like yeah because like there's not that many many people that are like my age that work here yeah she's 28 um I'm 30 but like that's closer than like 21 year olds you know right yeah and and she's married so like it was just nice to hang out with someone Mm -hmm. um and she's super super sweet so we got dinner um I posted this thing on my Instagram that I wanted to just talk about briefly today. So fun fact, I just like absolutely love writing. And I just had this thought that came to me. So I decided to just type out my feelings and post it. And it got such a positive response. So I want to read it. And then I kind of want to talk about this concept a little bit. So I wrote the other day, I heard someone say something that resonated with me. Would you want to be friends with the person inside your head? It's a hard no. That person doubts herself. She's negative. Quite frankly, she's a bitch. So why are we allowing her to be this way? What if she was kind, compassionate, encouraging, and confident? I bet you'd want to be friends with her then. How about we vow to teach her how to change? She may mess up sometimes and even revert back to old patterns, but eventually she'll learn, she'll grow, she'll heal. 
Let's give her the nurturing she needs to be the person we know she could be. Because at the end of the day, that person inside your head has the ability to be the best friend you've ever had. So I actually heard this concept, I think, on the Call Her Daddy episode with Anna Lynn McCord or whatever oh, her yeah, name is. from 90210. Anna Lynn said something about, like, being friends with the person inside your head. And it really struck me. And I'd been thinking about it. And it's so true. Like, when... The way we talk to ourselves inside could be so negative. And it's like, you would never say that to someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, I catch myself being so mean to myself. Right. Yeah, I've, I think Brianna Chicken Fry said it on her podcast. And she was like, think about the things you say to yourself. Say you don't like your outfit or say you feel mm. you feel a little like fatter or bloated or something. And you're thinking about that. Think about saying exactly what you say to yourself to your friend. And mm. you're like, I would literally never say that to another person. And so you have to really think like, why would you say it to yourself then? If you would say, if you wouldn't say it, you wouldn't call someone else fat. It's so, it's so true. So I've been, that's funny that she said it too, because I've been thinking about this a lot and like just checking myself Mm -hmm. with the way I'm talking to myself. And I just think it's like so important to be aware of that because your negative self-talk like really impacts yourself. And then also I was just thinking, I'm like, I was listening, this is like, again, down, this is like my inner psyche, guys. I was listening to a podcast with Zach Clark, who's um, Tasha's oh, yeah. fiance, fiance yeah. and he was talking about like recovery, and he was saying how addicts like have to stop lying to themselves, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's the hardest thing. Yeah. So then I was thinking about like, do I lie to myself? Not that I'm clearly not an addict, but like I was yeah. just thinking about how we lie to ourselves, and I was like, basically... I think we all do. Like, why do we all make excuses for things? Uh Like, you know, um, oh, I didn't work out because I was tired. Or I didn't do this because of this. Like, we all just, like, make these excuses. So then something he said really resonated with me, too. So I've just been on this, like, journey of being, like, let me think about the things I'm making excuses for, the things that are going on inside my head, the thoughts I'm having. And it's, like, what I talk to my therapist about a lot is just, like, being intentional Mm -hmm. and having integrity Mm -hmm. so it's like intentionally realizing your thoughts and what you're saying to yourself and what you're thinking and then also having integrity of like not breaking promises to yourself Mm -hmm. so if you say I'm gonna go to the gym and then you don't go that's like you're not holding up integrity to yourself yeah but if you made an appointment with the trainer you You would would show up Mm -hmm. and my therapist was like, we actually should dig into that deeper. Like, why do you feel like you could let yourself down, but you can't let other people down? Yeah. That's so interesting. Isn't that like a weird concept? Yeah. Not to get really deep right now. But this is just like, again, I just share with you guys what I'm going through. And like, these are just all the thoughts that have been like swirling around my head. Right. Um, And I'm just trying to check myself and be like, Negative thought, okay, no, turn it into a positive. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, just like little things like, oh, I'm being lazy or I'm right. being this. Instead of just reframing it and being like, no, my body needs this rest mm-hmm. or my mind needs this healing, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's just a concept I wanted to talk to you guys about. And I'm definitely going to put my words down on paper more and share quotes and share my inner thoughts because – it's like therapeutic for me to get it out and then also to just see the response of like how many people it resonated with was really rewarding and who knows maybe I'll turn into a quote account (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> um, okay, last thing I want to talk about. I, like I said, got a facial today. And it was so, so this is, again, where my like, inner demon comes out. I was sitting in the facial not on my phone and instead of relaxing and enjoying that moment I was like I should be doing this 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 like I was going through the checklist in my head right and then I was like no this is self-care like allow yourself to relax Mm -hmm. while getting the facial versus like sitting here thinking about the 10 million things you could be doing instead Mm -hmm. like give yourself grace give yourself grace and like finally I was able to normally during facials or anything like that I'll listen to headphones yeah and they were getting in the way so I took my headphones out Mm -hmm. and I actually was thinking I was thankful for that because I would have just been listening to a podcast instead of like being alone with my own thoughts Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes I do that like I'll put on a podcast I'll put out music so I don't have to hear myself think drown it out yes and I realized today I'm like that's probably not a good thing that I can never sit in silence with myself oh yeah I was like having that issue last night because when I go to sleep and I have something the next day, I'll just constantly be thinking about it and then I can't really sleep at all. It is the worst yeah, feeling. It's so bad. It's But it's similar to that where you're constantly thinking about everything that you need to do rather than just relaxing and going to bed. It's also like, what are we going to solve worrying about it? Exactly. Literally nothing. Exactly. But I still can't get that through my head. No, because it's a really hard thing to turn yeah, off. Yeah, it's crazy. I actually was nervous that was going to happen to me last night because... I've become this like awful sleeper recently Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's an anxiety thing. I don't know if it's like a hormonal thing. I feel like when I travel with my friends, I notice they fall asleep sooner and they wake up later. And I'm like, why am I up spiraling? Right. And why am I up early still spiraling? Mm -hmm. Like, why can't I sleep like everyone else? Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like a routine thing, but I feel like sometimes it's I can't turn my brain off. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just need to, I need to chill the fuck out. I know. It's the anxiety, though. And it's for no reason whatsoever. Okay, so do you want to know what it is, guys? I, my anxiety was so good. Like, it'd been amazing. Uh-huh. I went on birth control the last two months because of, um, I think I talked about this, but because of, like, a, I had to for a reason. Like, I had a cyst or whatever, and they help keep them from growing. Mm-hmm. And I had to go on birth control after not being on it for years. And, like, it's 100% giving me anxiety. I know it's yeah, because of this medicine. I was throwing up last week from a migraine. Right. Went, the Wednesday after my episode aired, I went home. I had such a bad migraine. I went to bed. I woke up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. I was throwing up from how awful this migraine was. Yeah. I know it's because of the birth control because right. I got my period the next day. Yeah. Like it all was hormonal. Exactly. And I'm actually going to, instead of like suffering through another month, I'm going to put like a... um appointment on my doctor's calendar and be like hey we need to figure this, this out to change, yeah because yeah, i know that's what's creating my anxiety right especially you were all, like it, it there's a correlation between not being on it and getting back on 100 it. yeah i was fine right so i'm like a little annoyed because it's like kind of out of my control because i'm taking this medicine every day that's making me right feel this way but you have to take it because the other issues yes. it's a whole thing. so i need to like get to the bottom of it but mm-hmm. i think that's kind of what's like disrupting me at this moment okay guys i don't know why this turned into like <laughs> me just venting um but i am going to get into the interview with pilot p and dustin now i wanted to ask some things that I feel like they don't normally get answered. My biggest flex is the fact that I asked 
Pete what type of flyer he is because I just think it's like very important because I'm someone that personally loves like a um vocal pilot so I just needed to know if he was vocal or if he was like more passive so we got that answer out of him um they're really cool guys I think you read stuff about Peter and people assume things and like the Peter that I've met a few times now is just like down to earth and normal so like got them some slack and um then we will get into the Ask Alyssa segment and then we will spill some tea so here's the interview I am here with Dustin Kendrick, is that your name? Like, you have 10 names on your Instagram. Do I? Wait, what? What's the middle name? <laughs> oh, Dustin B. Kendrick. Uh, the middle name is Blaine. Blaine. Okay. I was like, which yeah. one is it? And Peter Weber, a.k.a. Pilot Pete. What's going on? Welcome aboard. I think it people, is good no- to be here. people normally have three names, right? No? Well, I don't have a middle name. <laughs> oh, you don't? Really? Okay. Wow. Is that, like, I that's hear, weird, right? I, what's, your, what's your ethnicity? I'm Italian. Italian. 100%. 100%? Yes. Wow. Is that normal in the Italian culture to not have a middle name? No, but I think my mom was like, you have such a long last name, like Amoroso. So they were like, hmm. Hey, you, you don't need three. You're you good. don't need one. You got to, yeah. I don't know. You could maybe use a Marie. Wait, that. that's like <laughs> that's like the Italian middle name, like Alyssa Marie. Yeah. I made my confirmation middle name Noel, and my sister like jokes. She's like, why did you choose Noel of, of all the names? But that's neither here nor there. So, I feel like every other girl I've ever dated, its middle name was Marie. It's a very every- common middle name. <laughs> Wait, so my mom's middle name is Marie. Come to find out, I'm like looking at her credit card, like Judy M. Amoroso, whatever. Finally, one day, I'm like, oh, mom, like your middle name, Marie. She goes, oh, it's not legally that. I just picked that when I was younger. I'm like, it's on your credit cards. Like, she just writes all her paperwork as if, like, that's her middle name. Let's just throw it in the mix. Why not? But it's not on the birth certificate. Not legal at all. That's funny. I mean, yeah, technically, maybe she makes a big purchase and it's like, uh, actually, I don't think that was one of me. It really wasn't me. (laughs) It's a good cop out. All right, boys. So you're living in New York City. How do you like it? I freaking love it. Yeah. It's been, I'm not going to lie, this has been a crazy year. Well, it's it's COVID, so it's like you probably kind of moved at like the worst time. Uh, honestly, though, we, we, we moved in. So I moved in in January, and then Dustin came in a month later. So January, was it was still kind of locked down. Yeah. But I feel like every month since then, it's been cool to see the city slowly open up from yeah. an outsider's perspective. Um, and we didn't know what we were missing, right, because this is our first time here. And mm-hmm. so it's it's been it's been awesome. Obviously, yeah, a little bit unique of an experience, but I, I've been loving every second of it. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's so fun. Yeah. We've been hitting the ground running. We went out one night. I I was drunk that night. Like by the end of the night, I'm like, I gotta go. Well, yeah, the I night that to... I met you guys, <laughs> I like Irish exit. I looked at Rod and I was like, I'm going. He was like, you All right, that. yeah, same. No, you didn't say that Irish exit. I think you said <laughs> you bye. said bye. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, But you know when you hit that point where you're drinking, where oh. you're like, No, I'm gonna go now. Like that yeah. was me. <laughs> no, for sure. We we had a night. Yeah. Red Lion, I'll do that to you. Yeah. Red Lion's so much fun. So much fun. My memory of Red Lion is one like Valentine's Day, me and my friends went there and we just like were dancing with the bands, like single girls, like quintessential like single girl, like I almost just said Fourth of July, <laughs> Valentine's Day. Eh, no difference. <laughs> Same shit. Same shit. So, okay, I saw a little taste of like what it's like going out with like a former bachelor and like an ex bachelor contestant in New York. Is it so hard for you guys? Like, it's a lot. Like, we were with people from TikTok and they were getting recognized too. But I feel like there's a different thing. Like, Rod, people were recognizing him. One, because he's tall as shit. He's he huge. is. I had no idea <laughs> he was giant. that tall. He's so big. I, I met him, yeah, maybe a couple days before I yeah. met you. And I was like, wow. Was not like, yeah, we're that. like, 
<laughs> it's like the most like best kept secret. I'm like, Rod, Seriously, yeah. I'm like, you weren't going to tell me you're six, six. Like I'm meeting you for the first time. And I would have been shocked had I not known like prior. I thought you yep. were like five, ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what everyone <laughs> that was said. a surprise for sure. <laughs> so anyway, so Rod was getting stopped, but it's more of like, I love your videos. You guys, I feel like people are like, hey, boys, like <laughs> hands on the chest. Like, is it very invasive? Invasive? No. Yes. One hundred percent. It's very invasive. They should actually do a documentary of how we probably get like sexually assaulted and shit. No, I mean not like that. I get what you're saying. go that far. Well, I don't know what's happening. With I you, don't but. know. We've had some. Uh, we've had some harassments. I would say. Some no, women, it, like, I mean it's invasive when someone's touching you. Like, come yeah. on, man or woman. It's like, all right, back off. Yeah. It, it's weird to watch because like I've gone out with other people from reality TV and have seen the way people like respond to them but it's been mostly like women so it's different like girls come up to girls and they're like oh let's get a picture girls come up to guys and they're drunk and they're like how am I gonna take this guy home there's like very New York girls are very aggressive yeah 100% that was uh an adjustment for me but (laughs) I mean, I don't know. What do you do in that situation? Like, I, I am such a... And I'm getting better. It's but an like, adjustment. You were the bachelor. You had nothing but aggressive girls all over you. What the fuck are you talking about? All right. In that, in that kind of situation. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I feel like I, I have to like get better at it. I just... I've always been such like a people pleaser. So mm. I'm not the guy that's going to like brush you off and like kind of be rude about yeah. it. Maybe I should in more situations. But that's just like mm. I feel so uncomfortable and like and awkward. So... I kind of like, but it is weird. I've had situations where just, I definitely don't feel comfortable, but I I don't know. I know. It's like, what are you supposed to do? What do you do? Because then if you're rude, you're pilot Pete, the rude bachelor. Yeah. But then if you're nice, it's like, oh, he was flirting with me. It's a lose lose. It's a lose lose. I don't know what to do. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. It's crazy. It's such a weird world. Like, do you guys feel like dating now off the show is like, just way even harder I, I was actually thinking about this concept I was like you go on the show ready for marriage right you're yeah. like okay I'm at the point where like I could potentially get engaged I feel like you leave the show and you're like I need three years to heal before I even look at marriage again yeah spot on yeah, yeah. I would 100%. I would agree it's it's like um yeah once you you're done with the show like people see you it's very difficult dating. Like people yeah. only want to hang out with you and be with you because of you have this little bit of fame. You're on TV, so you don't even know who's genuine or not. And also, like, I, I think you kind of want to have fun as well. Like this, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, just want to. You just sure. want to enjoy the attention and everything, and mm-hmm. that's the last thing you need to. I mean, if you're in a relationship right away and you're getting all this attention from all these, I mean, I feel like that's that's like not normal at all. No, and yeah, is very difficult. But I remember for me, I. The second I was kind of, well, obviously I got into a relationship, we know, with Kelly and that happened. But after that relationship ended, the last thing, for the last eight months, the last thing in the world I wanted was a relationship. And just, I hadn't had that for the last two years. Everything had been focused just on that. So it's been nice to. Well, you had like 35 public relationships. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who does that? It was kind of weird. But uh, hey, it was an experience. Hey, listen, I, I think you get a lot of hate for no reason. Like, first of all. You're a young single guy, like on a dating show. What do people expect? Like, this is my one like gripe with the Bachelor franchise. You have other shows like Love Island or Temptation Island, and like they're allowed to just like hook up with whoever and be wild. Someone on the Bachelor, it's like it's such it's like a we're family held to show. To a different standard, I, it's crazy. It's we're like shamed. what? Yes. What do you think happens in the real world? Like we get ghosted all the time. Like you hook up with someone, you. 
that's just dating. Right. You have a great point. Yeah. I We definitely held to it. I like game. this girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, because I always watch The Bachelor and I'm like, I think that's the one thing that they're doing wrong. It's like they're still trying to have this like family image where you watch like Love Island or the other dating shows and like people are just being themselves and it's so much more natural because they're kind of not held to that standard of like you're the bachelor, you're the bachelorette, you have to be perfect. Yeah. It's like you guys have no room to fall, kind of. Yeah, I don't know if it's just too, because, you know, the difference, you know, with Netflix or whatnot and having this be on cable TV mm. and, yeah, definitely more of, a, I think, a family type. But it's not, though. I wouldn't consider it a family show. But I like, guess, like, I grew up watching The Bachelorette with my mom, like, as a okay. kid. So I guess it kind of started maybe that way. Like, I yeah. think it has progressively become more like racy and stuff like yeah. compared to what it was right you know i mean now you see shows like what's the it's f boy island coming yeah out? <laughs> exactly. you know? i'm like are these guys getting like just shredded apart That's like, the like thing. we are i, I don't know <laughs> it's uh, so true I, I applied for that did you? <laughs> You'd be great on that. You know, I have to say, <laughs> they had a bad casting. That was my only... I watched, like, a few episodes, and I was I like, haven't seen it yet. Casting could have been better. I like to kind of, like, dabble a little bit into everything, because I recap yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I'll, like, give everything a chance, except I can't do that Netflix show where they were dressed as, like, animals. I, animals? That looks good, though. <laughs> it's what, Wait, what? It's, like called, lo- like- it's like Love is Blind, but with, like, animal but makeup artist face. It's, like, insane. <laughs> I haven't even heard of this show yet. It's no. full prosthetics. Is it out right now? <laughs> like, someone looks like an armadillo. Someone this is a dating show? <laughs> yes. That's weird I, I haven't dabbled what? because I'm, like, I don't know if I can go there. Like, that's another level. That's, <laughs> the, like, is that some, like, crazy fetish show? Like, like people, like, what is that? <laughs> it's, like, so you get to know each other without seeing what they look like but it's yeah. like you can't wear a mask you need to look like an armadillo you can't see do they like walk around features. like the animal too like act like i don't think so <laughs> gonna, i don't know i haven't watched let's, let's do it let's watch it let's three let's watch it let's do a recap it's called it's called sexy beasts <laughs> sexy, holy sexy shit beasts. sexy wow. beasts interesting i can't i can't so yeah, okay i'm gonna know. i'm gonna pivot a little okay from sexy beasts but we talk a lot about mental health on this podcast okay how are you guys? How's your how's your mental health at the moment? And like, how the hell is it coming off of a show? Because I started this job and I had like this much like eyes on me and it affected me. Yeah. So like, how is it for you guys on like an ongoing basis? You definitely have to practice uh, ma- keeping keeping up with your mental health for sure. I think what's good for us, we, we talk a lot outside the podcast yeah. like I'll, I'll tell him like man i am fucking stressed like with mm. work and what's going on and everything i think it's good that we both have an understanding like about where we both we've both been there yeah. together and so we understand each other really well and so we can be there for each other and just have we we have a lot of solid just real conversations and checking in with each other and you know if one of us is struggling with you know whatever it is or this post or this came out um we're very lucky to yeah, mm-hmm. we're communicative. Yeah. yeah. I had a friendship episode recently and I had my best friend on and we were talking about like the importance of having a friend that you could like openly talk about mental health with yeah. and just be like honest with. So it's good that you guys have each other because you came from the same situation. Exactly. Yeah. So it's nice. You need someone to like lean on. Um, you got all this TikTok hate. Like the second you start Holy started- shit. <laughs> I, I do not we, we actually yeah, we actually had like a <laughs> He, yeah, like he, 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 he was he was so pissed one day. He's like, I, I, 
I don't, I don't get it. I, like, I legitimately <laughs> do not get it. I, I don't know it's what I'm doing bizarre. wrong. Like, I'm not trying to like act like I'm the best dancer. I know I'm not. But You're I just, just having en- fun. I just enjoy it. And then I just go and I like read it. I, you can't even look at the comments. I'll, I'd cycle back and forth between turning off my comments uh-huh. and then back on. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give them the power. But it's just like, I mean, I'm a human at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And it's just, I don't understand it. You could block certain words. So um, oh, they okay. think they're commenting it, but it's not posting. So it's like they you don't give them the power because they think it's going through. Yeah. That's the good. Yeah. Just just a little pro I, I kind of, yeah. I, I Honestly, I've, I'm not even really into TikTok anymore. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it just breeds. Like, I'm such a positive person. It just breeds so much negativity. I'm like, I why? Life is yeah. so short. It's too short. Why am I going to subject myself to that? So um, I don't know. I yeah. try to make cameos on your on your TikToks, but that's like the extent of my TikTok. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. Like these people would never in person, they would never say anything like hateful. I don't, I don't understand why anyone would want to bring anybody down. And I don't think they know the effect they have on certain people. I feel yeah. bad for like real celebrities that get torn apart. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just insane. I don't I don't understand it either. Like we both yeah. we both. Every now and then, like, I'll have a video on TikTok that will, like, catch and start going viral. And there will be just, like, sometimes you just get on the wrong side of TikTok where you get a lot of negative comments. Yeah. And, like, the other oh, day I'm I had one. on that side of TikTok. I, I live on the wrong side of <laughs> <Yeah>. TikTok. <laughs> I basically, like, it was just going viral and I was getting a lot of com. It was me talking about, like, a guy. And then people were commenting, like, well, it's not like you're that great. Like, just, like, be nasty. People I don't know. People be nasty. People that didn't even follow me. And so I just took it down. Because I was, like... Uh, yes, like it's going up in the algorithm and you could look at it that way. Like some people are like, oh, fuel the hate. Like you're just bringing me up. I'm not, I'm like, no, see ya, I'm uh, out, I don't care. I'm yeah. not like that. I think no. for me too, one of the biggest things that's, I mean, it's so unnatural to just essentially not have any of this attention and then you get thrust into it overnight and now boom, all these people like watch you and follow your story or whatnot and um, it's just very unnatural. But the biggest thing for me it is been able to just put it into two groups. Yeah, there's a shit ton of hate online, on the internet, commenting on your profile or whatnot. I kid you not, I have had one person in real life ever say anything mm-hmm. mean. One person. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been online under a keyboard, behind a keyboard, so right. hid behind that. It's like it's essentially almost – it's not even real life. It's like why do you invest any energy in something that's on a screen as opposed to what's actually real life? I have one person mm-hmm. in, in two years. Everything else has been all positive. I'm like, all right, I got to like realize what actually matters and what doesn't and that's mm-hmm. definitely helped me. Yeah, because no one has balls to do it in real life. Like no one's going to yeah. walk up to you and be like, hey, man, you suck. Right. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. I always say hates for the little people. So I, I want to live a life that like I can't even like be in that kind of yeah. energy field. So So you went through specifically like a lot of back and forth with like Kelly making comments and then you rebuttaling and then her make putting out a YouTube. It's like do you just want to put that to bed at this point? Are you like can we stop like part of me doesn't even want to ask you about it because it's like when's it gonna stop? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I mean I, I think it's it's stopped. I, I did one I think yeah, on our podcast. I uh, I did one, I guess, kind of rebuttal there. Just, listen, obviously there's always two sides to every story. Yeah. And yes, it's true that usually the truth lies a little bit, you know, in between both mm-hmm. those sides. Um, but I just, I said my piece and I, I truly, like, I have no desire to like further that. Um, I, I've moved on. I know she's moved on. So yeah. um, I don't understand why people kind of, I don't even, I really haven't heard too much about it recently. So I think yeah. we've all kind of moved on, which is cool. Uh, but I'll always say, I truly wish her nothing but the best. It was the most amazing relationship I've ever had in my life. And just because it didn't work out 
doesn't mean that I think anything different of that. So No, I think that's big of you. I think, like you said, the truth sometimes lies somewhere in between. It's not that one person's doing something wrong. It's that sometimes you're just like interpreting things differently. Totally. You know, it's beings, like yeah. your perception of a situation can be completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. I think that there needs to be like a little bit more grace with stuff like that. Like, what do you guys think of this whole Greg and Katie situation? I feel like that's one of those things too, where you could see two sides. 100%. And we've both gone back and forth. Like, cause yeah. we talked about Me it too. too. Like, well, shit, now I feel like I'm on that side. And I don't know. What do you think? I think bachelor fans are just fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Very opinionated. <laughs> like, there's no I, doubt about that. I, I think people are very opinionated, and that's that's fine. But don't live and breathe it. Like people, like if mm. you think he's an asshole, fine. Tell me he's that. I mean, just yeah, think like he's an asshole. Moving. Just keep it moving. Yeah. Like people are trying to bring this guy down, like big time. And I don't think he's a bad guy by any means. No. I, I don't either. I, I actually think he had a good point. Like he just wanted to feel validation that someone else mm-hmm. cared and loved him the same as he, as he was giving, and he felt like he wasn't getting that in return. Um. I don't know. If you're going to sign up for the show, you guys better be prepared. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't feel like, yeah, going back to, there's no way, I hear, I've heard this stuff like actor, he's an actor, he was doing, mm. like, no, this was real. I feel like there's no, unless, I mean, that would have been insane, but there's no way he would have committed that hard, like he was fully sending it. Like mm. if she would have said yes or given him what he was asking for, then he's like stuck if yeah, that's not so actually right. how he yeah. feels. So he was so like that would have been the most insane method acting experience or <laughs> performance ever. I don't think he was doing that. Um, I thought it was genuine. But I think the biggest thing that I took away and like I want, you know, I wish the best for uh, I, I don't even know Katie or uh, or Blake, but definitely think they have a, a great story and wish them the best. But I was kind of most concerned with her triggerness at AFR. Mm. The fact that she was so triggered by Greg being so happily engaged or, you know, happily engaged. That's what stood out to me the most. Do you want to know my female like theory watching it? I think you as like a woman feel like you need to stand up for yourself. So I think it was less about her being like, I still have feelings for him. I think it was more her being like, like you saw her aunt. Like, I think it's more like female empowerment. Like I'm going to put him in this place publicly. So I think she was coming from a place of like, I need to stand up for myself versus like, I love you so much. I care about you. I chose the wrong guy. I think it was a little bit of like ego. Like, I I, I can see that. I can see that too. That's kind of my theory. Yeah. Yeah. Again, two sides to every story. I understand why Greg wanted validation. Should he have gotten up and stormed away? No. Like, right. They could both and, be and wrong and right. We also don't know, though. He could have come back. It's The show is Fair. edited in a way that you never truly yeah. know what fully happened. So, But we, um, we also talked about this on our podcast. This is a science experiment. Like, yeah, it's, it's not so, it's natural for you to date someone and you know that they're dating in love with possibly yeah. someone else. Like, that. how can you – how are you going to react and judge someone – for I, I don't know like, how is it really like being on the other end of things and watching a girl that you're interested in dating all these men does it make you want that person more because there's naturally competition that's 100 percent. that's human nature yeah. yeah you see your person that you're after being desired by other people it just whether that's right or wrong you're more attracted i think and i remember for sure with uh being on hannah brown season um, you yeah, know, I'd be like, I want to, like, even though it's not that win mentality because you like the person, but you still want to beat out the people next to you because it's like, no, I, I'm the one that she wants back. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, it's there's just human. Definitely a little bit of that. What I, 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 um, 
Katie, I, she, I was like living kind of like, not vicariously through her, I, I've lived it, but she brought back a lot of feelings for me when she was kind of explaining to Greg how insanely difficult it is to mm. hold, especially at the end. Like, yeah, in the beginning, you have however many relationships, but they're not all serious. At the end, you have, you know, two or three that are pretty serious. That is such a difficult, unnatural thing to do. Mm. And yeah. I totally remember those feelings when she was trying to explain to Greg. Yeah. Like it was very difficult for her as well, and she was navigating it, and she can't just, you know, full out give you all the validation that maybe he wanted in that moment. It's just so unnatural, and, like, I didn't do, the, obviously, the best job of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I can admit that, but... <laughs> I don't think anyone does the best job of it. I don't did, think I've ever that'd be even... weird. I don't think I've ever even liked two people at once. So, like, I don't even know... It's the most... It's the biggest mind fuck ever. I don't, I think I would <laughs> be like, Trump. first of all, I would need a therapist on call, like to talk me through everything. Second of all, it, yeah, like once I, if I'm talking to two guys and then I like one more, I immediately put the other one to the back burner. Just like, even if you're like, yeah, I'm going to like get a roster. You can't help it. Like you automatically kind of just like deprioritize someone. So it must be really trippy to like compartmentalize all of these relationships yeah. It's not natural. No, you, you can't do that. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll see a show where they he, the guy proposes to both girls. And like at, he's like, hey, you, which that would truly be the most Do you guys want to like live in this, live together? <laughs> a throuple. A throuple. What, what, what's that? What is there a religion that does that? What's yeah, it? like where you date multiple or you uh, marry mon- multiple. Mon- monogamy. No, it's, no I know no, you're polyg- saying. Uh, mon- polygamy. <laughs> I look at Mackenzie. Polygamy. Oh Monogamous God. is one. Yeah. Po- yeah, yeah. Polygamy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, um, like the sister wives. Yeah, yeah. sister wives. Sister wives, sister wives. That's, That's what you should have been like, you got fucking No, guys. that was not me. I was not, <laughs> you should have just been like, hey, I love you both. Listen, no, Do so, you guys want to try okay. to make this work? Up, no. Peter's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Who's coming with me? It's a very confusing time in my life. Who's <laughs> coming with me, man? <laughs> no. Oh. Not happening. He's like, look, I get enough shit. Don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't need my roommate now testing. piling it on. So appreciate you, bro. Oh, Thought you had my back. Right? <laughs> no. Um. So, I, okay. Fun fact about me: I applied to the show when I was like 23. I'm 30 now. So, like, this was like, I'm talking like years ago. And who see? Oh, I got a call back, and it was for Juan Pablo's season. Like, this is how long ago it was. Okay. And I was like, no, like, I'm not. I'm not going because I don't want to date someone with a child. Like, I was a child. I was fresh out of college. I'm like, this just not happening. And like, okay, point being, I host a podcast. I work in entertainment. I could have went on and like did it for the career. But that's, I think you could want both things and still go on the show. Like, Greg could still want to be an actor, but still want to find love. Do you get what I'm saying? I hate how people draw these black and whites. Like, everyone's going on for social media. It's like, I probably would have been one of those people that if I went on the show, I'd be hosting E. Because, like, I'd use it to ricochet my career. Right. I don't... But that didn't mean that you couldn't have taken it seriously as well and fallen in love. Exactly, because I I didn't want to date Juan Pablo, so I didn't go. Yeah. But, like, had I... Just then after. You should have went anyway. So are you regretting this? What are you telling us? (laughs) My point is. (laughs) What is your point? My point is you could have, I think you could be a genuine person that still wants a career in entertainment, but still could go on the show. Like, I don't think that people like Greg or people like Nick Vial that end up like hosting a podcast, like it doesn't mean that you're, didn't have pure intentions. Yeah, I think for sure, like, you have to be genuine. Anyone that goes on the show is looking for opportunities, new mm-hmm. opportunities. You never know what's going to happen. And that's what I, that's why I went on there. I went on there because it was going to be an experience I've never experienced before. And it could possibly give me new opportunities in life. 
Exactly. And, and if you if you legit say you went on there for strictly just love, that's BS. You are a liar. But right? my point is, you weren't closed off to finding love either, right? No, you always keep it open. Like I was like, I honestly, when I found out Hannah Brown was going to be the Bachelorette. Like, she wasn't really my type. She was a little bit younger than me, too. And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, you know what? It's probably not going to work out, but let me get to know her. Let's hang yeah, out. Let's, let's, see what, let's just see what happens. Let's be open. To, and, yeah. it's, it's such an, obviously, like we keep saying, such an unnatural process. Anyone that says they went on the show purely 100% for love mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. That's, that's, it, that doesn't make any sense. Just I guess it blank. just annoys me, this narrative, that like every time I listen to a podcast or something, everyone's like, I don't like the show anymore because no one's there for the right reasons. And it's like... No one ever was. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, we know. Social media exists. Like, yeah. right. that doesn't mean that you can't still go on for the wrong reasons and find love. Yeah. Like... I always put it, preface it this way. I'm like, I'm dating single in New York. If I had 25 guys handpicked for me, I'd have a better chance of meeting someone there than meeting someone at a bar. Yeah. You know, yeah. like your odds are still better. For sure. Like, what's the guy's name again? Um, he he was the tall, handsome guy on Katie's season. Uh, he said oh, he... Th- Thomas. Thomas. Oh, Thomas. The the I like Thomas. I was like, Thomas is yeah, he, being he, he real. He got shredded apart <laughs> like, for no reason. Of course, I went on The Bachelorette thinking, if it doesn't... Yeah, I would be real cool to be The Bachelorette. Like, yeah. who doesn't like, fucking think that? Like, he was the only honest he one. He was the only... And he got ripped apart. Because seriously, when you, go, when you go on, you don't even know who The Bachelorette's going to be. So how can you sit here and tell me that you're going on just for pure love when you don't even know who the person yeah. is? You're going on because it's a cool experience. Sure, it could happen. You could have the most beautiful love story and it could be documented and you could show your grandkids one day very unlikely it's but it could op- happen but it, but it could <laughs> it could if you're an optimist it could but yeah these people that try to like bash thomas i'm like guys be real just, yeah just thomas real. was the real one <laughs> he, he was the real one. credit for being like no yeah i thought about it yeah like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i i actually loved that because i was like he's not wrong like he's it came it sounded bad yeah. I, I totally get why guys ripped him apart and they took that opportunity yeah. but it was I don't know I thought it was BS cause yeah but they'd be lying if all of them weren't thinking the, the they were exact same thing they were all thinking that shit why, why would you not want to have that opportunity to have 30 women and possibly want like why would you not want that yeah well just also like whatever you're doing in life say like it's a way to amplify that as mm. well whatever like you're passionate about like you having that spotlight you're able to amplify that and hopefully it's for something good but just saying yeah the opportunities no totally i mean yeah i guess that's what like my gut is i'm like people just again back to them making it so like black and white and i think everyone's just always adding fuel to the fire and there's tiktok and there's social media and there's all this stuff. Is there a pressure when you come off the show to continue to be like a social media influencer? I know you still fly. You said you have a job. Like, did you guys just go back to your old jobs or like just doing a little bit of both? I went right after the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I went right back to work. I was damn near broke as shit. What do you, what do, you do? <laughs> I had, Well, no, I I'm, I do. Right now, I have a hashtag st- influencer. <laughs> I hate when he says that. Uh, yeah, I make I have some opportunities that yeah. make money from Instagram, but I have a startup, and it's all about like getting people engaged and volunteering, and we reward those volunteers from local businesses. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's something I feel really passionate about, and yeah, I just put everything into that. But after I got off the Bachelorette, I was in real estate, and, and I was also a server. And yeah, I had to go right back into serving. It was really weird. It's like a, it was like a pride ego thing that kind of mm. 
brought me back. Getting off the show, you're like, man, am I famous? Like, mm. everyone knows my name. They're calling my name. And then I have, you realize your bank account says you're not famous. And you have to go back to work. Because you take three months off. And from no work uh-huh. or whatnot, yeah. it's, it sucked. I think that ego piece isn't talked about enough. I think a lot of people come off shows in general and they have a little bit of like taste of like influencer life and they're like, ooh, this is gonna be my job. Yeah. And then they quickly learn, okay, maybe like I got a few deals right when I got off the show, but like now they're slowing down. And I think it's like a weird ego thing where people like don't want to quit the spotlight. Right. But they also aren't making enough money to sustain their lifestyle. Yeah, that's that's one thing. I mean, for me it wasn't like I just my passion's flying, so I was always going to do yeah. that no matter what. Um, and so, yeah, I, I didn't go actually right back to flying because the pandemic hit. So I kind of got released from mm-hmm. my other airline. And uh, I just recently got, literally like a week ago, qualified back to doing what I was doing before the show. Um, but that was always my mindset because I had a lot of people, they're like, you're going to go back to flying? Like, what do you mean? Why? And I was like, well, A, it's my passion. But aside from that, I don't see the, I don't know, the longevity of this. Can you do this for a 20-year career? Mm-hmm. Maybe no one's really proven it yet. Like ten years, five years, a couple years, sure. But I don't know how long. uh, Maybe a couple people can you know string it on, string it on out for for a while and make a career out of it, and that's great. But uh, realistically, like I don't know if you can make a career out of that for you know forty years. No, it's true. Yeah, especially when you think like twenty, forty years. Yeah, I think about that sometimes because I'm like, I'm a podcast host. Like, what am I doing? Like, you just. Working in this industry, like you said, it really hasn't been done before because social media is so new. Yeah. There's been a few people from the Bachelor Nation that have really, like, made it full-time But just a couple, things. I would say. Just it's a couple. Not, the odds are not in your favor for that. And they're not really the newer contestants either, which is interesting. True. Yeah. It's, like, a few seasons back. So, I don't know like if Like, Nick is doing an amazing job of it. Ashley Caitlin, I. Ashley I, Ben. Yeah, it's that whole, like, season of people kind of I feel yeah do you guys see um like Tyler Matt like other people from Bachelor Nation that are in the city I haven't seen them since I have not seen them yeah. once wow that's yeah so actually interesting. no that's not true I saw I saw Matt uh for the I actually the only time I met him uh I was in Denver for uh, training for United and uh one of the nights was a Kygo concert at Red Rocks it's like this big outdoor Fun. amphitheater so he was there as well so that was the the first and only time that, I, that I've seen him but uh great guy yeah just, it's so funny because like they're in New York but I guess kind of like traveling like no one's here full-time necessarily right yeah i would say we're all kind of in and out a lot um yeah i haven't seen i haven't seen tyler in a minute it's been he come, a long he time. came into the office i think like two weeks ago um yeah it's it's funny because there's so many people in new york but like they're not necessarily like we don't see you guys like as a group hanging out are you guys doing um like watch parties i think i've heard that on your podcast we did it for the finale. Oh, I thought you said Bachelor in Paradise. You might do a watch party. We, um, yeah. We, we would like we, to, yeah. Yeah, we went to... Uh, I want to come. We crashed a little uh, uh, Blue, a viewing. Blue Haven yeah. there. Yeah, Blue Haven on... Uh, I want to go to a watch party. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, we were actually thinking we should actually start hosting our own. I think that'd be pretty cool. Totally. Just get a bar. What we want to do is a, a Bachelor roast. So we want to get like a bunch of people from, from the show and just like roast each other like crazy and... 
like just, just do like a, a fun event yeah. yeah have fun with it so no that would be amazing all right well it was so nice chatting with you guys where could everyone follow you podcast wait you had a book that just came out i think i did yeah um the adventures of pilot p i never would have thought i ever would have written a, a book let alone so, a children's book that's amazing um but yeah it's coming out in uh Mid-November, it'll be ready to, for delivery, but uh, super excited. It kind of just follows my story of, you know, my first love flying and from when I first, you know, realized I loved it to up to now. And uh, ideally, if it takes off, no, no pun intended, I, uh, <laughs> I would love to make, would make it would, <laughs> <I was like, laughs> would make it like a cool series and like an adventure series. So, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, I have one more question for you. Are you the kind of pilot, <laughs> this is very important, that let's people know that turbulence is coming or do you hit the turbulence and then be like so funny you asked me that so my mom is like the worst flyer when it comes to turbulence and she and my dad were flying back from new york uh back to la yesterday and she's like venting to me like via text she's like the captain told us the turbulence is absolutely horrible we're gonna have to go north through canada to get to chicago because it's so bad why why would she do that why would she do that like oh, freaking see, out i like when they tell me I, I guess yeah there's two trains of thought <laughs> um i am always kind of the belief that like don't unnecessarily freak out the passengers mm. but you got to give them some warning um and we always do our best obviously to avoid turbulence as best as possible it's never 100 percent in our control but i just Unless you really, really need to know, I'm not trying to like freak, like pull a, make, you know, people like my mom freak out, you know, before the trip. I needed to know because I've flown recently and I love, like, I'll joke when I land, I'll be like, oh, that pilot, he was so vocal. I loved it. So you you like it when pilots talk a lot because some people can't stand us when we talk. It makes me feel like you're in control. Okay. Like if you're like, um, I love how I'm like, let me train you on how to do your job. Yeah, no, for I sure. Love... I mean, I'm taking notes. Let's go. <laughs> I love when the pilot comes on. Like he said, he was like, okay, guys, like, you know, sometimes it'll be like in about 10 minutes or so, we're going to be right. reaching some uneasy air. Just wanted to give you a heads up. And in my, my anxiety brain, I'm like, he is so in control. He, he's warning me. So you're not, you're not stressing like white knuckle, like holding on. No, cause then when we're just hitting it and he's not saying anything, I'm like, he's panicking up there. Like (laughs) (laughs) he's lost it. He he can't warn us cause he's like in a bad way, you know, he's freaking out. Yeah. So I like when I feel like the pilot. I feel that too. And it's almost like you could paint a face with a picture, even though, I mean, a face. What? Is that, wait, what's he saying? (laughs) Match a face to the, Yeah. I get what you're saying. But yeah, if they're talking to you, you're getting some kind of characteristics from him and you're like okay this is the real person We're, he seems yes, like he's, a he's he seems like a decent guy he's not having a bad day yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know no I so love you a feel vocal safe. no communication yeah I, I'm not saying I'm not for that I'm definitely yeah. for communication but I just do my best not to scare people unnecessarily do people know it's you after the flight like do, before the flight, are you kind of just like you cover up, and then after the flight, are you out there like thanks for flying? The funniest, so yeah, the the funniest thing for me is usually my cap. I mean, I've only had one trip, and this happened on the last trip. So captains usually like don't really watch the show; they have no idea about it, and so like we'll just start the trip. It'll you know I don't like to ever bring attention to it. Yeah. I never say anything, but like then the flight attendants will like come up mm. and like my last one, it was a great group of flight attendants. They were like. Um, like in their fifties or whatnot, but they gave me like a rose made out of like uh, napkins and like something from like the galley. Yeah. And he's like, "What the hell is that? Like, why, why, why are they giving you this shit?" That's so and then, funny. and I just like, I don't know how to like answer it. Yeah. And then it'll happen again, and we're like walking through the terminal, and like someone will come up for like a picture, and like it literally happened. He's like, "Did you did you know that girl?" And I was like, he's "No." Like, are you the guy that landed the plane in the hot seat? <laughs> 
He like doesn't understand. It's hilarious to like see their reaction, and then eventually it just comes out and I'll explain yeah. it, and they're like dumbfounded. So that's I have so fun with that because like if I was walking off my flight and you're like, "Thanks for flying with us today," I'd be like, "Pilot Pete just flew me here." I'm so confused. <laughs> I feel fun. like you don't get asked enough questions about being a pilot, like. Because I'm – so I love to travel. Like, the, it's so weird. It's a love-hate relationship. Like, my favorite thing in the world is traveling. Yeah. I hate flying. Uh, you got to fly with me. I got I to gotta, I gotta take you flying around New York. <laughs> that just made me anxious just thinking. Pete, okay. Yeah. Pete took me flying when I was hungover. All right. Let's Dustin, go. Dustin's was, a bad flyer too. I'm a bad flyer. And when he – we went around Manhattan with his buddy and they were flying us around. I was so hungover and nauseous in this little plane. But it was the most beautiful flight ever. I've gone on a seaplane and I – Really? was petrified. But this is the thing. I love it. Like when I'm up there, I'm like, this is beautiful. But it's I beautiful. also am kind of miserable. Yeah. Wow. That's that's the best way to put it. It's like it's beautiful. Oh, gosh, I hope we don't fucking crash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so nice. The next podcast will be in the air. <laughs> All right, guys. We're up. That's so funny. We're coming to lot new live from the air. <laughs> All right, Dustin, where could everyone follow you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram or you know Dustin B Kendrick, um, our podcast Bachelors in the City, or if you'd like to come volunteer for Guaranteed Karma, um, we would love to have you, and uh, you I can follow that. us on Guaranteed Karma as well. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Ask Alyssa. I've started getting horrible anxiety the day after I drink. I don't black out but I get super worried that I said or did embarrassing things and forget about them. I pretty much only drink socially and enjoy going out with my friends and grabbing a drink, but I don't know how to get past this mental block I get the next day. Any tips on how to get past this without going sober? Further info, I moved to a new city last summer, and so the friends I'm hanging out with I haven't known very long. In the last city I lived in, I've really struggled to make friends due to my job and living in a suburb. So I feel like she's probably getting anxiety over the fact that they're people you don't know very well and you want to make sure you like weren't weird not embarrass yourself yeah yeah i think you're not blacking out so like you first of all need to trust yourself that you're being cool and normal it almost sounds like a confidence thing mm-hmm. like you're nervous that was i cool enough did i say anything to like they're not going to be your friends if they don't like you for who you are and like maybe you're really fun when you're drunk and maybe you're a good time and you have to just know that and be mm-hmm. like I'm fun like there's nothing to worry about yeah. I had a blast mm-hmm. I I don't know do you have any tips I don't know I mean I feel like if you've obviously been out before with other people that you're close with maybe ask them and say True. is there anything you can think of that I did that was weird that I should stay away from <laughs> hey guys am I weird when yeah, I'm drunk when I'm drunk but I also feel like at this point you would know if you were weird when you're drunk yeah if you had good enough friends they would tell you also Yeah, if you're not blacking out, I think it should be okay. But just, like, make sure you find your drink that you can stay Mm -hmm. with and keep that kind of for the rest of the night. Like, not like hard liquor. Or just drink a little less. Yeah. And just be aware. Just make sure you never get to the point where you're browning or blacking out. Also, I don't think it's all psychological. I think it's physical, too. I think drinking makes you have anxiety yes don't quote me on this I'm not a doctor but something about like your serotonin levels like I think when you drink they spike and then when you're hungover they drop Mm -hmm. so you having anxiety is also like a chemical reaction to the alcohol not just like a mental reaction that you're having thinking you were weird yeah you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's both. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to be aware of that. And um, like it happens to everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think 
I mean, I definitely get anxiety when when I'm drunk. Oh yeah, me too. Like, what did I do? Yeah, what, what did, did I say? say? Who did I text? Yeah, no, it's the worst. I always use being a drunk as an excuse too. Like, if I want to send like a risky text message, I'm like, well, it was drunk, Mackenzie. You did it, <laughs> yeah. not sober, Mackenzie. So it's fine. Why? Like, so don't do that. When I'm drunk, though, like I do say really embarrassing shit in text messages. Like, I yeah. should not have a phone when I'm drunk. Oh yeah, me too. Like, fully like, admit just I'm in love thinking with people. About it. Yeah, like, no, not great. <laughs> I can't even think about my last drunk text because I'm traumatized. Um, Okay, next question. I've been dating this guy who is really nice and respectful, but the one thing that has made me hesitant about things is that he doesn't seem extremely financially stable. Like he has enough money to get by, but he can't be, but he can be a cheapskate, cheapskate. What's that word? Cheapskate. He has enough money to get by, but he could be cheap sometimes and it makes me cringe. One thing that seems like a deal breaker is that he only pays 10% tip on most bills when we go out to eat. He was very obviously hiding how much he was tipping. I'm one of those tip at least 20% people because I've worked as a server before and I figure you want to take care of your server slash bartenders because they deserve it and you want to leave a good impression in case you ever go back somewhere. But is it too dramatic to stop seeing a guy because he doesn't tip well slash he's cheap when you go out? Hmm. I think this is a turn off. Mm-hmm. I went on a date once with a guy and like it was a double date. We we were hooking up kind of and like it was a double date and my friend and her boyfriend at the time, um, the check came and we all just threw down our cards, like didn't think anything of it. And he's like sitting there line by line, like Itemizing checking everything. it. And I'm just like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. I don't know. Like just be the cool guy that throws on your card like right yeah I think I don't know it depends it's hard to say um but I don't think it's a complete deal breaker if there's other things that you really like about him I think it's something that could be overseen but I mean if you don't like him that much it could be a deal breaker or like honestly if you feel embarrassed like bring cash and if he's paying for the dinner tip the server 20% with cash right that's true yeah you could like maybe he doesn't have the money but then also I guess I don't know because 10% is really low, I yeah, feel. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is. Like 18%, 15%, but 10 right. feels really like embarrassing. Right. And not even embarrassing, just kind of rude. Unless you had yeah, a really because, bad server. But well, because I feel like. Not even if you were on a date, if you were out with your friends or anything. Especially during COVID rude. and stuff. Like I was tipping way more because I felt like people really needed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if it is a money thing, it is a, it's a weird yeah, because, topic because it's you never know certain people. That's why I kind of think you offered a tip if he's picking up the bill. Yeah, that's not a bad trade-off too. Like, hey, yeah. oh, you're going to pay for the bill. Let me let me put the tip down. And then you yeah. you look like you're the on the good you look like the good person. Because like maybe if he doesn't have enough money, he shouldn't be paying for the whole dinner anyway and you guys should be splitting, splitting it more. It, yeah. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, but I mean yeah, and I guess on the bright side to Unless look they're at, splitting it and she's tipping 20 on her half and he's oh, tipping 10. Okay, yeah, that's. I was going to say to look on the bright side, at least he's paying for the meal that's always a good thing it's more just like there's a difference between being cheap and being rude and right. i think that's the biggest thing and, it, here. and why does he do it every time i get if it's one time and it was a bad server or yeah. you didn't get good service but every time seems like he's obviously doing it on purpose and that's just his thing to do that yeah it seems like he just doesn't have the money but ugh, it's so tough it is very hard but i guess if you don't have the money then maybe you shouldn't be going to a place that requires like service like that right you know because Mm -hmm. it's not really fair to them no because they're working just as hard 
I don't know. I think you're justified in feeling turned off. I don't know if you should end things. I think you could talk to him about it or just offer to pay the tip. Right. Just ask him, is there a reason that you only do this? Also, just share your opinion. (laughs) People can have different opinions. You could say, (laughs) I always leave 20% because that's just how I feel. Especially her her opinion's valid because she used to work in the restaurant industry is yeah she said as a server so her opinion's completely valid she knows what those people go through and she can relate to it so if that's her reasoning i think it's completely fine to bring up if you're comfortable enough to do that yeah i would think so 100 percent. okay we have a long one for our final one mm-hmm. okay okay so heads up this will be extremely long but i need advice from a third party and need to give all the details for context i'm from canada and have been in lockdown for over a year a strict lockdown where you can't buy anything but food and medical things. My cousin, 26 years old, got married this month. She had been planning her wedding for less than a year in the middle of the pandemic. For context, we were close and did everything together growing up. So I was asked to be one of her bridesmaids and said yes. I was super excited and when she first got engaged, her family didn't seem too happy. So I ordered all the corny bride things and made her this adorable box to show her how happy I was for her. I went above and beyond with her for all of her wedding stuff, took unpaid time off of work to get her dress ran around and picked up decorations I even bought some of her favors for her I work in an industry directly affected by COVID and fear of getting let go weekly cut to April when our Providence got shut down she refused to move her wedding to a later date she wants to get pregnant and said she had her favors already made I talked with her stating that if she is not making her guests get COVID tested, I would have to be off work and move out of my house for two weeks. I live with my sibling who has a pre-existing condition that COVID would affect significantly. After my phone call with her, she refused to talk with me, and I reached out twice before her wedding. She read the message but never responded. Finally, I got word from my grandma that she was mad at me for saying that COVID stuff about her wedding. Wow. Long story short, she proceeded to uninvite my family and me to her wedding and stated it was due to COVID. The providence we live in states to only have 10 people at a wedding. I reached out to her wedding day to wish her well. No response. Wow. We found out that 30 people went to her wedding and I quote, they care about them as if we don't. Now our families are fighting like actual fighting, no longer speaking and making plans for the summer without my family. I've had many family members say to me that I need to make it right. I feel like I don't have to do anything as I did nothing wrong. I've reached out multiple times and I've heard nothing back. Plus, I never said I wasn't going to her wedding. I expressed concern as I live with a sibling whose health matters significantly significantly to me i was the one who got uninvited after spending hundreds of dollars on a wedding i didn't get to attend please give me some advice this is so sad your cousin's a psycho yeah that seems insane i think if people everybody has different covid opinions yes and i think you just have to understand everybody's side and if you're someone who can't yeah if you if you're someone who can't understand that if someone you know is impact like has health conditions health conditions yeah yeah. like if you can't understand those things and like you just have a different opinion like you're not a good friend you're also just a selfish human right first of all you were saying you would have to Canada, I don't know because obviously I don't live there. I don't even know what what the hell a Providence is. It's like a state. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I guess like first things first, like you guys have had such extreme strict restrictions that I understand the fact that you're saying you would have to take off of work for two weeks. You would Mm -hmm. have to quarantine. You All of these things where like it's very tough for you to be there. And I think by you expressing that does not – didn't mean you weren't going to go you were just expressing hey I think maybe you should like think about moving your wedding considering 
our country's locked down. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's justified for her to, first of all, act that way towards your entire family. Right. Because they didn't do anything. Uh Not that you even did, but if she, in her irrational mind, thinks Thinks you did do something, it has nothing to do with your parents or siblings. Um, I just think people with weddings and stuff like this become so like me 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 that mm-hmm. it's like there's other people too i get it's your day right but it's like your and family is making sacrifices to be there too right. and especially if she didn't appreciate all the stuff you did for her it sounds like you went out of your way to go above and beyond as like a cousin and a friend and if it's not appreciated like it really is unfortunate and maybe you could mend it down the road but it's tough because w- what else can you do I know. And it's hard. Like, wouldn't as the bride, as your day, I get it's about you, but wouldn't you want those people at your wedding? Like, wouldn't you want to try to find a way to be able to have... No, because I feel like in her head, she's like, screw them. They don't care about me. Right, exactly. Which makes no sense. No, she's not even seeing it clearly. Right. She thinks you turned your back on her. Uh I think if you... I know you don't want to apologize because you don't think you did anything wrong, but like... For the sake of keeping the peace, I think you could always extend an olive branch and explain your position Mm -hmm. without just being like, look, I I went above and beyond. I tried to make your day special. I had every intention of coming to the wedding. I I don't know where things got lost in communication. And I'm really sorry that things had to come to this point. But I don't want this to impact our future relationship and like the relationships between our family. Right. So I think you could reach out and extend an olive branch without being like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because it's not your fault. So, but yeah, if you do just kind of like want to put it behind you, I don't think an apology would be the worst. I'm thing. so curious what the cousin's like interpretation of this all is because right. cl- there's obviously two sides to stuff, but clearly she thinks being selfish in her own yeah. Right. yeah, like her interpretation of what happened doesn't sound like what actually happened exactly. She feels so burned, so there might be a miscommunication somewhere, in yeah, there, which could be the issue. Yeah, you never know. I hope that helped a little bit. Okay, guys, let's spill the tea. There are a few things to talk about. So first of all, the Love Island winner was announced. Love Island US. I'm very happy with the outcome. I won't say because I don't want to spoil. But like I said, I am having a Love Island bonus episode this week with the second runners up. So um, yeah, stay tuned for that. I wanted to talk about um, Travis Barker oh, yeah. flying mm-hmm. for the first time since his plane crash. Yeah. Do you know, like, I just, well, speaking of, I guess this is a very flight-heavy episode, but, like, as a nervous flyer, I don't know how he got on that plane after exactly. what he went through. Right. As a nervous flyer, that's nothing's ever happened to. Bad. Yes, exactly. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So imagine having that anxiety, plus you've been in a horrible accident once That's before. what I'm saying. I don't even... I can't even comprehend like what that meant to him and I wonder like what his mental state was like Mm -hmm. in the air right like I just want to know was he calm yeah was was he he drinking was he like like, passed out right I have so many questions first of all that is love oh my god yes a hundred percent like maybe he just never had anyone push him yeah and I don't even think it's that Courtney pushed him, but maybe he was like, my life is you. And like, if we're going to go down, we're going to go down together. Yeah. Like maybe he's just so in love with her that he's like, I just want to see the world with you. Right. I can't Which believe. I can believe that. I can't believe he flew and Courtney Kardashian like is the one to like make him Bring fly. him to do that. Yeah. 
That is funny. I know. It's, yeah, it is crazy to have such a horrific thing happen. How, how many, how long was it? Uh, like it was like how long ago? I think it was like 20 years ago or something okay. loosely I have no clue but I heard that he was covered in like third degree burns he had skin grafts like yeah, he thanks. was lit on fire completely like traumatizing and then Horrible. two of his friends passed away that right like it just it was so awful that I as like a nervous flyer I can't even explain to you I give him so much credit yeah no I know I don't think I would ever step foot on a plane again no, in my life. No, I, n- I don't think I ever would. But at the same time, I'm so happy he did because, like, your life doesn't have to be over just because something traumatic happened to you. Right, yeah. It's definitely, like, cool to see. And maybe it'll inspire other people that have kind of maybe been in that situation. I feel or... like there's just, like, not that many, like, plane crash survivors no, out here. I know. There's not, which is crazy to think that he's one of them because <laughs> he's, like, so famous. It's but... honestly, like, I have anxiety just thinking about it. Like, it <laughs> makes me... Like that's like when Peter was like, "Oh, you want to fly with me sometime?" I literally got a pit in my stomach just yeah. thinking about being in the air with right. Peter as my pilot. I know he just seems like too young to be my pilot. Or yeah, something. I know because he was, he was even telling that story about how most of the other pilots are like older, so they don't even yeah. recognize him like from the show. Or I'm whatever. like no shade to him. I'm just so scared of flying that like I don't I don't care if it's like an ancient man. I'd be like he's too old to be a right, pilot. Exactly. Like it's There's literally no in between. I yeah. could find a loophole with yeah, any person. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's so funny. I'm like not horrible flying, but I don't I don't think I fly enough or have flown enough in my life to like be anxious about it. Mm. But there even if you're not anxious, there's always some sort of like nerve-wracking thing that could happen. And you just don't know. My flight anxiety which this is ridiculous because I was in fifth grade but my flight anxiety was stemmed from 9-11 which is crazy because it has nothing to do with right but still I'm not nervous my plane's gonna get hijacked that's not what freaks me out it's just a lack of control yes and that's what anxiety is a lack of control and I think that made me at a young age aware of the fact that like you're not in control of where you're going once you're up there. Mm-hmm. You can't just hop off. Right. Like if I was on a bus and someone tried to hijack it, I'd, I'd roll out the window. Yeah. Like it's just feeling trapped mm-hmm. and feeling like you don't have, like if they give me a parachute, I'd be like, yeah, fine. <laughs> you're like, like, well, I have a better option here. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just something about yeah. the lack of control for mm-hmm. me. No, that makes um, complete sense. So yeah. Okay. Sorry to go on a spiral <laughs> but good for um travis for doing oh my god that. kudos to you travis <laughs> i honestly i'm so proud of him yeah no, because it's, cool. it's really cool that takes balls yes a lot of courage a like i feel like courage. people are talking about it but no one's like sit like no one's talking about how wild it is that he did that right and i feel like a lot of people are talking about it because i'm pretty sure the headline i saw was like travis flies with courtney first yeah. time since accident so i think it's almost revolving around the kardashians courtney, yeah which everything always revolves around them when they're involved but um but i mean but like whether travis he was flies. with her or not it shouldn't make a difference that he did that yeah like it's just huge and i also think sorry i'm now i'm still talking i also <laughs> just think it speaks like it speaks volumes about his trust in her right it's like really cute. Yes. Okay. They sorry. love each other. <laughs> the Kissing Booth 3. Oh my God. Is not a Hibley. It's a hi. Oh it's hi. a he. He. First of all, the first one was cute. The second one, awful. The third one, disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> I think, I was thinking about this. I think the first one was only good because it was the first one. So it was kind of like 
getting into it and people were going to watch it no matter what. So you're kind of just like, oh, this was a cute movie and yeah. had a cute storyline. But after that, it just straight downhill. No, because like to all the boys I loved before, I've watched like four times. Oh, me the too. The Kissing Booth, I watched it once and I'm like, I never have to watch this again yeah, in my that's life. Yeah, for me. I enjoyed it. It was cute, but it was so, it's a Hibley. Yeah. The first one's a Hibley. Exactly. I think the first one, like you almost didn't realize the bad acting or the plot. Yeah. Because it, it was the first one. So and you had like to watch it. teeny bopper. Yeah, it's cute. The the second one, I don't even remember one thing about it. I just know it wasn't good. No. The third one, I couldn't finish it. I've I've started it, paused it, started it, paused yeah. it. It is so bad. It was so bad. I I mostly finished it for entertainment purposes yeah. because it was like comical to watch. The whole plot, like I literally took notes wait, actually t- because how, I'm like, how does it finish? Does she go to college with? The- um. Oh no, she doesn't. She doesn't um, go to college. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she doesn't go to college. She doesn't go to either of the college that the boyfriend or the best friend. So where does she go? She gets into USC, but not until a semester after because she didn't like go to college initially because she had made up her mind when like first semester. So she interviewed to be in like the video game design program at USC. So is she still dating the hot brother? No. They broke up. Yes. They weren't meant to be. No. But, but the, now how is she supposed to sit at family dinners with her BFF when it's like, I fucked your brother? It's insane. And like, it's <laughs> it's literally crazy. I literally was like, like took notes. Oh, the um my roommate and I watched it. We were dying when they did the, did you see the racetrack when they did like, they the dressed Mario up. Yeah. But then the best was when the older brother, uh, Noah, when he was mad at her. And then they had to have a serious conversation and she was just wearing the Mario outfit. Like, did they intentionally make her look worse than she, she is? She, yes, that's the thing. Like, Cause she's, she's a, a cute very girl. pretty girl. Yeah. But I just feel like she always looks like she looks bad in the movie like, why did they do this to her i don't know it's like her forehead is huge but it's not in real life so no, I don't in real life like, she's like the cutest little girl and it's like they they just like make her look like a tomboy or something yes why is styling in movies like this is i have a gripe <laughs> why is styling in movies so bad like even the new addison ray movie that's coming out in yep. the previews it's like people don't dress like that yep. like why don't they dress people like how we actually dress in real life mm-hmm. they always make it so like costumey right like, yeah uh, over the top yeah like the hair's weird and like the girl's hair's always like from the 80s yeah it's like just make it like a normal person that you see on tiktok right, like a teenager yeah put them in some nike air force ones and straight like jeans and a yeah. crop top like the the gen zers are wearing right exactly and make it normal they it, make it so weird it's so it's so weird but the movie was so bad i like i'm trying to look at my notes yeah. oh and then even at the end you didn't watch the end the mom just didn't sell the house she kept After it after all that and they're like you're putting you're leaving millions of dollars on the table and she's like i don't care and then just walks out i'm like no one would literally ever do that i was like, gonna say millions also, of dollars that house was insane yeah like, exactly like holy hell right i know like where did they get that money they're like on my family beach house and all of a sudden we walk out and it's like panoramic views of like the ocean yeah, it's, it's literally insane like a like a mi- yeah like a millionaire would live there and then when she was oh my god what made me so mad was when she was mean to the the dad's girlfriend <laughs> did you see that part it yeah might be towards such the end. a bit she was horrible to her i'm like so mean yeah and just like also what's his name in real life i keep noah um oh jacob no no jacob no. alordi yes 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 
He's hot. Like, he's so hot. He's so hot. And like, I feel like he's risen to fame by dating Kiara Gerber. I don't know anyone's name. I don't either. What? Um, mm. Cindy Crawford's daughter. He's dating her. Okay. And he has become like so hot in the tabloids, like always dressed amazing, looking like this like little perfect tall like surfer man. And I feel like this movie is a step down from the public image he has created. Yes. It's like we view him as the sex symbol. And then it's like you're in the kissing booth three. Right. Why are you in that? Also, he used to date Joey King. Which so is why that's what's so funny. They're doing the scenes while they're literally exes and they have to pretend like they're in love still. It must be so awkward. I was thinking that. about this and like he has a full blown new girlfriend. Right. And I get it's acting. But to what extent can you not be like kind of still like I don't know it's like to me that feels weird but I guess they're actors so they can do it I would hate that I would be so uncomfortable so uncomfortable yeah I don't know how they do it but also I understand why people in relationships fall in love with their co-stars oh my god because you're being allowed to cheat and I get it's for work but you're still okay like let's say I'm on a movie set I'm married (laughs) yeah I'm on a movie set with Zac Efron this, I'm just making the paints in the picture nicely. And we're having sex scenes. And I'm kissing Zac Efron and dry humping him. And all of a sudden, during our fake kisses, we have amazing chemistry. Emotional like, You could just yeah. feel it. Like, you just know when you get right. the fanny flutters. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so I'm kissing Zac Efron. And I'm happily married. But then all of a sudden, day after day, You're week after guessing, week, yeah. I'm like, holy hell. Like, me and my husband don't have this kind of sexual chemistry. Right. Like, then all of a sudden... You're on set and like Zac Efron says something and then you start kissing a little bit off camera. Right. It's like I get why Brad Pitt cheated on Jennifer Aniston yeah. with Angelina Jolie. Right. I could literally never be married to an actor or someone that's yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm not saying I it's right. So, yeah, but yeah. I get it. No, but yeah, it makes sense. Like Because you're being forced to kiss a hot person. Exactly. It's you like we're not human. Help it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a thing that was like, I, I, it's like a meme or something, but it says, it says like, I don't understand how... Um, <laughs> When they don't fall in love, he's like, I don't understand how actors who are together in a movie don't fall in love with each other. Like, I fall in love with the guy who held the door open for me that I don't even know his name. As a viewer watching the movie, I'm in love. Exactly. So it's so like, like, how are you making out with this person and not falling in love with them? Like, I completely understand. Like, like when things I like get that it. Yeah. I totally get mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's insane. I don't know how they do it. It's wild. But I couldn't even imagine being Joey King and Jacob. What's so now face? picture being in love with that person and then you break, break up, up and they're with someone else and then you still, still have to. Have- dry hump your ass yeah exactly it's so <gasps> uncomfortable i could not stop thinking about it the whole also movie. okay this is really graphic but now sorry <laughs> what if like you're making out in this scene and then like you could tell that he gets aroused oh yeah like i'd be like he still Ooh, cares about yeah, me exactly exactly no that's so true oh my I'd god be like i still got it and you know naturally a man will just yeah, just like, because he's a man this <laughs> this like actually trips me up it's so weird <laughs> yeah i i, I I literally could never do that again because I fall in love with anyone that's like yeah. says hi to me. Same. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, he looked at me. Like, He's oh, they were so nice hot. to me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he he has feelings for me. <laughs> it's wild. Oh my god. All right, guys, that is today's episode. Stay tuned for the bonus Love Island episode. If you're new here, don't forget to subscribe. Episodes go up every Tuesday. I interview reality stars, influencers, all the good people. We talk about mental health, body positivity. All the good shit. Okay, I love you guys. Um, I'll see you next week. Bye.